Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, your host, Frank Fleck. Now, this is the first in a three-part series of episodes where I look at the different strategies that I would approach sophisticated property investing with depending on the amount of money I had. I'm going to look in this episode at what I would do if I had 20 thousand pounds to invest a lot of people have got twenty thousand pounds to invest how would i approach the market how would i find motivated vendors what rate would i buy properties at how would i make that twenty thousand pounds work as hard as possible for me in our next two episodes i will look at how i would approach the same situation so someone's starting i'm assuming no property portfolio that's what i'm assuming at the start so the same person in one instance he's got twenty thousand pounds in the next instance she's got two hundred thousand pounds and in the third episode i'm going to cover the same person with two million pounds so an extra digit each episode it does have quite a big impact on the types of marketing you do the types of negotiation you do and also the way that you monetize those properties so in this episode i'm going to focus on bob let's call him bob bob with 20k in his bank account ready to invest now bob could be a employee bob could be an entrepreneur but we're assuming that he has all of his living expenses covered that he lives within his means but that he breaks even each month there or thereabouts even when he's factored in holidays even when he's factored in occasional expenses such as repairs on his own home and vehicle maintenance etc so twenty thousand pounds in the bank the first thing to remember is bob can't afford to spend money and have it not work out and that's really really important but what each of these three investors have in common for the purposes of these episodes is 15 hours a week that they're willing to carve out of their lives for the purpose of property investment and so what bob does have which is going to be a little bit different to later investors is he has the privilege of 15 hours this week 15 hours next week 15 hours the week after etc etc and that's relevant because if he invests those 15 hours this week and doesn't get a return he still has the opportunity of investing 15 hours next week and the week after whereas if he invests five thousand pounds this week and it doesn't work out he doesn't get a return he hasn't got that five thousand pounds to then invest the next week and so he has to be really cautious with his money and that's that's relevant because when you've got two million pounds if you do a five thousand pound marketing campaign and it doesn't work out well doesn't really make a big difference so bob needs to make sure that he's we're, we're assuming that all three of these investors know what they're doing that they that this is me if i were bob and so this presupposes 
that Bob has got some education and knows how to do sophisticated property investing. And if, if you're sat there and you're thinking, well, I'm like Bob, but I don't have the knowledge yet. Well, going and getting the knowledge is really important. So I would be looking at marketing strategies that are free or nearly free. And if you've got £20,000, what you need to do is you need to be leaving some of that to one side for legal fees and stamp duty, which is why you really don't have much of a marketing budget. How do you find motivated vendors? Or a better way of phrasing that is to say, how do you let motivated vendors know that you exist and i always prefer that phraseology because now it's like yeah they're motivated they need my help how can i let them know that i exist so we're not going to deliver leaflets with twenty thousand pounds because we are quite likely to spend five or ten or fifteen thousand pounds on the leaflets before we get any deals not definitely, but quite likely. And by that time, we haven't got enough money for legals and stamp duty, even if we negotiate a no money down deal. And the problem is we're quite likely to negotiate nearly no money down deals, which we won't be able to do. And I'm not going to suggest Bob just does deal sourcing as if that's something you can just click your fingers and flick a deal to an investor. That is a business in and of itself. Deal sourcing is a business that requires finding the deals, which is what I'm going to talk about here for Bob, but then finding full market value investors or investors that want to buy package deals and then presenting those deals to them in a timely manner so that your vendors doesn't pull, don't pull out and then monetizing those deals is really hard, really, really hard. It's like saying, well, just go and set up a car washing business that pays you five grand a month and now you can go and do loads of leafleting. It's like, well, hang on, there's a bit more to it than just setting up a, a car cleaning business or, yeah, just, you know, just set up a window cleaning round or, yeah, just just set up a business that earns you five grand a month it's like hmm need a need a bit more of a plan than that so i'm not going to suggest bob does deal sourcing now that is an option but it is a separate business it's like saying well just go get a job that pays you an extra 10 grand a month hmm that might be might be easier said than done so the marketing strategies that i would suggest bob does are feeling quite warm about Bob now I feel like I really want to help him if you're a real life Bob reach out to me I'd love to uh, I'd love to help you give you some guidance I would be starting with donut strategy so I would be approaching letting agents and estate agents I approached a an estate agent coaching company this week actually and we talked about how many estate agents they're in contact with that they work with that they support and the potential there for them to do a lot of deals with the vendors of those estate agents is absolutely massive absolutely massive so i would be investing a decent chunk of that 15 hours a week that bob has available in the donut strategy and Regular listeners will know what the donut strategy is, but just to refresh your memory, it's where you go and meet with agents on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, on a fortnightly basis. You go to your goldmine area. There's all the normal advice here. You need to have worked out your goldmine area. You need to 
make sure that you're in a good cash flowing area. Really, really important for Bob that his properties cash flow him. Now, the great news is if, if he's only got £20,000 of savings, he's probably got quite a modest cost of living. And so bringing passive income into his portfolio, into his bank account, is going to have a really big impact on moving him towards financial freedom. Those of you that have played the Robert Kiyosaki game cash flow, you'll be aware that you have a much higher chance of reaching the fast track, reaching financial freedom, if you are a janitor, to use the American name for a cleaner, compared to if you are an airline pilot or a lawyer. And the main reason for that is the airline pilots and the lawyers have much higher cost of living. It's the equivalent of having a £10,000 a month cost of living and a £2,000 a month cost of living. Well, buying a property that earns you £200 a month, you're 10% of the way there with the lower cost of living, but you're a long way off with the higher cost of living. You only need 10 of those properties to be financially free at £2,000 a month, but you need 50 of them at £10,000 a month. So that is something that Bob has in his favour. His cost of living is lower, which is good. It's probably lower. Might not, might not be. He might, he might be uh, spending two hundred grand a month on his live, uh, two hundred grand a year on his living costs, um, and has only saved twenty grand. That is possible. I, I have seen that before. But on the balance of probability, he is likely to have a lower cost of living than the uh, than the person with two million pounds. So I would be sitting down with. Letting agents especially, letting agents are really keen to keep their stock under their management. Really, really keen. So they're a good opportunity for strategic alliances. Because if you buy a property from one of their landlords, A, you can pay them a finder's fee, pay them a thousand pounds as a finder's fee for you or a referral fee. And they're going to maintain the current tenancy. So it can be really positive for you, really, really positive. Secondly, it only takes you half an hour. I'd, I'd say 15 to 30 minutes to see each agent. So you can very easily be maintaining relationships with 10 agents on six or seven hours a week because you're going around them, you're sitting down, you're having a cup of tea. The reason it's called a donut strategy is because you take donuts with you and share them around the office. At Christmas, you take mince pies, etc. So I'd spend around a third of my time, maybe pushing up to half my time on donut strategy. The other strategy that I would do is I would subscribe to EIG. And that is basically the right move for auctions it lists every single property in the country that is advertised for auction and tells you whether it's sold or not very very powerful piece of software has a huge impact on your knowledge of motivated vendors in the in your goldmine area because a lot of them are going to list on auction sites it's not expensive it's about 50 pounds a month so it's not going to eat in too much to the 20,000 pounds so it's going to be 600 pounds or so for the year i think it's payable up front and what i would do from that or what i'd have bob do from that 
is write letters to every property that comes up for sale in the in in the auction in his gold mine area and it'd just be a nice letter i can see your properties uh listed in such and such auction i'd write direct to the um vendors so i'd go onto land registry and find the vendors vendors details i'd write to them i'd probably send a duplicate copy of the letter to the property itself as well cost you three pounds to download the vendors details so we're not talking expensive strategies here and in that letter i would be saying i buy properties in this area I'm not sure what your reason for selling is but i specialize in creative solutions i won't be bid- bidding on your property at auction but i would love to have a conversation about how i could perhaps buy it from you prior to the auction day and some people will come back to you and some people won't some people will wait for it to go to auction of course at auction a percentage of those properties will sell depending on how good the auctioneer is depending on the state of the market that will range but a significant number of properties will not sell and what i would then do and eig it stands for the essential information group eig will then tell you whether the property sold at auction or not and what i would do is i would then write to every property that hasn't sold and i'd say i know i wrote to you before the auction um i'm sorry to see it didn't sell i'm still interested in sitting down for a coffee with you to discuss how i might be able to help so that's the ig that's probably going to take an hour or two per month of marketing and i would probably spend some of my time and i'd probably use this as a filler all my spare time where whenever i'm out and about in my gold mine area i'd be putting adverts into news agents windows i'd be looking to put posters in post offices you can put those adverts above the counter where you have the chiropodist and the car mechanic etc you can be up there for 250 pounds a year 300 pounds a year they're not very expensive to have an a3 advert in a post office so i'd be putting those in and i'd I'd just have a bunch of postcard size adverts a4 adverts a3 adverts posters in my car as i was going about my business in my gold mine area it's really important to spend time in your gold mine area and what you're trying to do is show everyone that you exist that you're the person to go to. When I lived in um, Belper, Derbyshire, the number of people I'd meet and they go, you look familiar, do, do I know you? And it's because they'd seen my face everywhere. My face goes on all my marketing. So they'd seen my adverts, the local paper, they'd seen my leaflets, they'd seen adverts in the post office. I just wanted to be the guy that people went to to buy property in Belper. So that would be my filler activity. And my only other marketing, I think, would be a lineage ad, literally the smallest ad you can find. So three lines. Normally it's automated. So you go into the newspapers, online classified ad section and you pop your advert in now because of that because it's online and it's automated you can often put it in the section you want to put it in and so i will often put my i will buy your house advert in the lettings section of the classified property to let section and the reason for that is when someone is about to be made bankrupt or repossessed often they will start looking in the property select section for what can they afford to rent 
And so that would be my suggestion. My suggestion would be doing that and um, putting a lineage ad. And we're talking about three lines, literally along the lines of I can buy your house or would you like to sell your house this month? Question mark. Guaranteed swift and confidential sale. Call Frank today on Odeborn 59, etc. Local landline number. And it has to be a local landline number, even if you don't live in your gold mine area, and you can purchase a non-geographic geographic number. So so yeah, a non-geographic geographic number. So it looks like you're a local landline, but actually you are remote and the number's coming to you wherever you are in the country. Or more accurately going to your call answering service and that is very very cheap advertising very cheap advertising but is highly likely to bring in a trickle of motivated vendors and that's all we're looking for we can't do a deal a month or rather bob can't do a deal a month if he's only got twenty thousand pounds he's probably only going to be able to do a deal a quarter at best really if bob does two deals in the year that's going to be good because he's going to run out of his twenty thousand pounds and he's got to start saving up his uh, his positive cash flow so he's got his steady trickle of motivated vendors coming through and what bob absolutely must do is put himself in a position of abundance and what i mean by that is he's looking for the absolute best let's say two deals a year so he's going to offer, he's going to make offers that don't require much of his cash and are really profitable for him. And he's going to come from a position of abundance. He doesn't want to make low offers or rather poor offers. He doesn't want to make poor offers that then get accepted and suck all of his cash. That's not what he's after. He does not want that at all. What he wants is he wants for most vendors to say no and the couple in the first 12 months that say yes to be absolutely amazing, no money down deals with high positive cash flow every month. So that's what Bob's aiming for. So in terms of negotiations, he's not going to offer cash up front. There's no cash there to give to the vendor no cash whatsoever so he needs to be doing no money down deals which are most likely to be control now pay later so the negotiation is going to be i will take the property off your hands now we'll agree that i'll either buy it now and you'll lend me the money or i'll buy it in the point in the future and i'll just look after it now and take the cash flow from it now that's going to be the negotiation so bob's looking for people who just want to hand over the keys not have the liability not have the stress very very simple model bob doesn't have to be mortgageable he doesn't have to rely on the banks he's going to do control now pay later now of course bob could go and source investors and take money from investors and become a cash buyer and buy, buy properties bmv and that might be part of his business. He might do marketing for investors, for cash investors. But again, it's a bit like saying, go do some property sourcing and just earn five grand a month. Saying, yeah, just go and find 300,000 pounds this year from high net worth individuals. That's kind of a business in and of itself. 
And so, yes, of course, that would help loads. And if you know loads of people, if Bob knows loads of people with loads of money, that is well worth doing. But I don't want to rely on that. And Bob might have someone pop up with 100 grand. Well, brilliant, because now he's not relying on £20,000. He's got £120,000 with which to go shopping. And he can go and do six or eight deals this year. So, yes, that is worth setting your RAS on. Yes, that's worth having a having an eye open for, but I wouldn't want to rely on bringing in investor funds. So I'm assuming Bob doesn't do any deal sourcing, doesn't bring any in any investor funds. But of course, if he does, then that's just going to help the situation. Once Bob has negotiated a no money down, control now, pay later deal, that has to make positive cash flow every month he doesn't want to do any cash flow neutral properties so he's looking at on a single ast 200 250 pounds per month positive cash flow so this is not going to be a quick strategy because over the course of a year that's three thousand pounds if he does two deals a year that's six thousand pounds and you might think well that's that's not a lot of money frank you know it's going to take him a while and yeah it is it is going to take him a while but let's let's think about this he doesn't necessarily have to pay stamp duty up front but he will have to pay legals so bob let's say he spends two thousand pounds on each transaction on legals so he spent four thousand pounds on legals And then the marketing that I've just laid out, that's probably going to come to maybe another £2,000. And you could tinker with it to keep it to £2,000. The newspaper classified adverts, it depends how often that goes out in the paper. But if if Bob spends £6,000 on acquiring two Control Now Pay Later um, deals in the year and those properties generate six thousand pounds so if if bob acquires those two properties and they cost him in total six thousand pounds to acquire but those two properties bring in three thousand pounds a year each in positive cash flow then he's got a hundred percent roi and at the end of the year depending on when he bought them in the year he can go do another two and he can go do another two then but of course now He's got £6,000 a year coming in from those two properties. The next year, he's got £12,000 a year coming in. The next year, he's got £18,000. And that really starts to compound. So he'd then start doing three deals a year and four deals a year. And it's not sexy. It's not earth shattering. But that compound effect is huge. And in five years, he could easily be doing a deal a month maybe even more than that. And that's if they are just single ST properties. It's highly likely that there will be a strategy on one of those two properties, certainly the first four properties, where you can treble or quadruple, Bob can treble or quadruple his monthly cash flow from that property. And I, if I was coaching Bob, I'd be saying to Bob, I... You want to be keeping your eye open for an opportunity for HMO. You want to be keeping your eyes open for the opportunity to do a service accommodation monetization strategy. Perhaps spend half an hour a week for a couple of months researching local charities and whether they'd like to lease the property from you. I'd be thinking about those high monetization strategies right from the start. Because if you if Bob can nail one of those that brings in £500 a month or £750 a month, 
now he can probably buy three in his first year because that cash flow will support all of his marketing for the year really easily. And there you have it. It is as simple as that. If you have questions, feel free to get in touch. If you have suggestions, if you think I've missed a strategy or if you think you would do a strategy that's different to the, to the ones that I've laid out, then feel free to uh, to get in touch. I love being challenged. I, I love developing my thinking. But if I was sat here now with Bob, I think that's how I would build his business plan if he had £20,000. In the next episode, I'll tell you what Sophie can do with her £200,000 and we'll do the same thing we'll build a business plan for Sophie to maximise that £200,000 until next time happy investing sophisticated property investing make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing now